0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAVE to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. At the 15th. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another edition of Bullseye, the UB Bulls football podcast. I'm your humble host, Kyrie Demos, and I've got a great guest on today, Derek Brim Jr. DB, how's it going today?
1: It's going good, Kyrie. Um, just uh, good to be on the show. Uh, good to connect with you again, so doing all right.
0: Absolutely, man. It's always a pleasure, man. And, you know, it's, it's always great to, you know, see guys that come from the area and are still doing great things in the area and you know, you, you being connected to Canisius football now and helping out their program. And, you know, I know you were part of their, uh, you know, state championship staff back in 2019 as well. So for you, you know, what's it been like to be able to help out there, especially, you know, with that being your, your alma mater?
1: Um, it's been, uh, great to see Canisius and, you know, um, where the program has headed since, uh, I've been there. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's been just great to see the growth at Canisius, um. It's great to work with the the young men um, and seeing young young men grow there. Um, you know that's what it's all about. Um, seeing guys, you know, go from you know some guys I had since sophomore year when we uh, won the state championship and seeing them grow into seniors and um, getting into whatever their future endeavors may be, whether it's football, whether it's outside of football. Um, seeing them being accepted in colleges, uh, seeing them mature um, and grow is just a great thing. Um, it's it's one thing of uh, Kind of being on one side of the the uh, one side of the stick with being a player and mm-hmm. you going through the process, um, our different things with uh, our different having different head coaches there um, mm-hmm. and program grow while I'm there and kind of being an alumni and coming back and coaching with guys that coached me, um, mm-hmm. you know, guys I looked up to and coached me and just uh, having to come back full circle. It's um it's been a great great journey there. Um, so. You know that's that's been you know a great thing um and something that I'm proud of uh proud of definitely of uh, being a part of
0: for sure man, you yeah, know that's awesome, and I think it's so cool, like you said to be able to have those two different perspectives and you know I always felt too like as a player, you know it, it was always cooler when a coach, you know, yeah, a coach can have all the things in the world to share, but like when you can go and look and see like hey, they were here doing this thing, you know for this program at this time. You know, I I always thought that was the the coolest thing in the world. So, you know, that's, that's amazing that you've been able to get reconnected with the program there.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: For sure. So, you know, for you, you know, being able to be here at home, see you be not from afar, but, you know, still, you know, in some proximity, but, you know, not necessarily being um within the program each and every day, but to see your old position coach and coach Mo Linguis, you know, taking over now as the head coach, you know, just thoughts on. You know what he was able to do this past fall. You know, obviously tough record-wise, but you know, just trying to really his establish his culture. You know, heading into twenty
1: twenty-two. Um, you know, I I think that uh, Coach Mo has done a a great job um, in his first year as a, a head coach is getting guys buy-in. Um, you know, th- as far as th- there's always going to be adversity that happens. Um, mm-hmm. and it's not about you know where he starts, but and you look at a lot of great head coaches, especially in the Mac and transitioning to their first year, um, being a head coach, you know, it's never, uh, Hey, a uh, uh, knock and ball, you know, uh, a home run out the park. Um, so, you know, I'm pretty sure that he knew that it would be some adversity that would be there, but, um, just knowing him and his character and what he's all about, energy that he brings, um, you know, I know that he's going to just build upon what he had this year, um, So I I did see some great things, uh, you know, some a lot of positives in the program around. Um, Just seeing seeing the way that UB has built, um, you know, has built their program as far as their facilities, um, as far as uh, being nationally recognized, as far as you know, you see a lot of the guys that's doing some great things in the pros. A lot of guys that's making plays out there uh, right now that that will make any alumni proud. uh, But the you know just to focus back on what coach Mo has bring. I think that the culture and excitement that he brought around the program is just going to keep building and building. And um, it's going to be great to see, you know, what guys that he brings in um, and the guys there now that's going to develop under um, his, his leadership. It's just great to see. It's going to be great to see that all unfold, you know, the coaching staff, um, some great quality, solid people that's, that I've met since um, he's came in that he's brought in that, you know, high energy guys, um, you know, and I think that's one of the keys, um, you know, these guys have, have such great energy and such great aim that, you know, I think they're going to be, be able to do some special things in that program.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, I, I think it's, you know, there's still a buzz about um, coach Mo coming in and, you know, I think even just knowing some of the guys on the team, they were, and I'm not saying this isn't a slight at Coach Lance Leipold, but I think they just wanted a, a an infusion of youth um, from the top down. And, you know, having a guy who, you know, obviously was a player himself at the Division One level and someone who, who wasn't even 40 years old yet. You know, I think, you know, being able to have someone that can connect with the guys on that level. But also, though, too, just like you said, the character that he holds, you know, the intensity he brings and just the, you know, the knowledge and experience that he brings, too. I think. Guys really respect that about him. And, you know, for him to even put together as competitive of a team as he did in the fall really is hats off to him. Because to come in in such a short period of time, starting in May, you know, really scrambling a month before, um, you know, summer workouts and everything began. uh, It really is a really hats off to him for it.
1: Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. Sure.
0: So. So, yeah, definitely excited to see what Coach Mo can put together for 2022, you know, obviously a lot to be decided before um the season rolls around, you know, with transfers and, you know, the rest of the recruiting class as well. Um, So, you know, moving on now to, you know, personally for you, you know, just wanted to take things back a little bit for you, you know, growing up here in Western New York, playing the game of football, you know, when did you first get involved with football and, you know, how was, how did that lead you to, you know, eventually going on to play in the NFL and, you know, playing at UB as well?
1: Uh, I I started um, playing football. Um, actually, my one of my best friends um, played football, and um, he one the year I started, he actually stopped playing. But he, you know, he told me I should uh, come out for the Buffalo Vets, and mm-hmm. we were in class, and you know, I was always kind of an active kid, and um, growing up on on the east side of Buffalo. So um, you know, he he said, you know, come out and play for the Buffalo Vets, and actually that year, um, my dad took me out and their team was full. Every team was full. Um, you know, I, I, I guess I got kind of a leg jump and, and, you know, what kind of him, him kind of convinced me and me actually watching TV. I don't know, you know, I didn't really know what was going on, but I was watching pro football out there and I said, Hey, I, I want to do that. You know, I want to, I want to play football. Um, and my dad said, really? I said, yeah, I want to play football. And, um, you know, he brought me out there and I actually, uh, I couldn't play that year. So, you know, I, I actually cried a little bit cause I, you know, I couldn't play that year. So the next year I made sure I didn't miss, um, you know, I didn't miss the first day and, uh, started off with the Buffalo vets and, you know, I was actually blessed to be part of a great organization. Um, oh we were one of the best teams in the city, probably the best organization, No doubt. um, first year, um, we won the championship. I was uh, with some great athletes, some guys I even, you know, played in with college, some uh, lifelong friends that I made mm-hmm. uh, at seven years old. And then the next year uh, we went actually unscored on oh. until championship game. Wow. So championship game we get scored on. And uh, we were actually, everyone was thinking like we we won the championship, but that was the only time we got scored on in the year. And we you know, act like we lost the Super Bowl or something. You know, we were on the field like just upset like we lost the Super Bowl. But um had a great coach named uh Dwayne Taplin, who just uh kind of he instilled excellence in us. Um he instilled that intensity in us uh that we didn't expect anything less than excellence. You know, we didn't want it, we wanted to be perfect. Um so we were upset that we couldn't have to us we went undefeated, one touchdown scored on the year, but we didn't. We weren't perfect, you know. Uh, so we were upset about that. But mm-hmm. you know that that kind of started off. Um, you know, me playing little league six years for the same organization, three championships, um, and then I, I go on to to high school. I go to Canesius High School, which uh, at the time wasn't the uh, the best program um, in, in the area. It wasn't. Sure. It was. Uh. It was in some rough years. Um. Mm-hmm. I actually be honest. I I actually wanted to go to a, a rival school, mm-hmm. um, but I got a scholarship to Canisius. So okay. I went to, um, and we, you know, we, I, every team from every level struggled. Um, I was playing a new position too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I play, I, I never wanted to play safety and you know, I ended up actually playing at a college, but the coach said, we're going to play safety. I'm like, I never played that in my life yeah. just because we had our first day tackling. And, you know, I, I, me having previous experience of playing football, I was able to tackle, mm-hmm. but I was, uh, you know, kind of small for my age. Well, not for, not for my age. I was actually went to high school early. Yeah, so I it. was one of the smaller guys on the team versus being a, a bigger guy when I was in uh, Little League. So, you know, I'm 13 years old, um, playing uh, safety and I never played that position in my life as a freshman. I didn't like it at all because we weren't on the, playing the safety on the team that's not all that good isn't that (laughs) fun. It's a long, some long days, (laughs) you know, going, yeah, going from a team that was good. And, you know, I was playing like DN linebacker and things like that to playing safety. was like, it was, it was tough uh, for me to get adjusted. I didn't like it. Um, and I, I really didn't want to play safety. Um, and I was able, while I was at Canisius, I was uh, blessed enough to have some coaches that came in midway between I was there. Um, you know, we had a head coach that came from Arizona. His name was uh his name was Brandon Harris. He actually did a lot of good things for the program that actually changed things around um a lot significantly. Um a lot of guys going to college out of that program. Um and he helped us turn turn things around. He actually taught me a lot about football. He taught me a lot about the receiver position. Um I actually had other uh, a few other good coaches. Um By my side, also Coach Robbins, who uh, ended up eventually taking over the head coaching job and doing a great job there. Um, He was one that he was my defensive coordinator and Coach Taylor, who was, um, you know, I had the the pleasure of coaching alongside of him. Brian Taylor, Mm -hmm. um, another great guy, NFL guy, um, great football mind, who taught me a lot about the defensive back position that I never, you know, I never played before. Just little things um, here and there. So I was learning. I started to really kind of learn football to the, to the level that I needed to, um, beyond little league, you know, just little things, you know, watching film and all that stuff. Um, and it started to come together. Um, and you know, eventually I ended up at, at UB, um, ended up at UB. I didn't have too many offers out of high school. I had a a division two offer. Um, and you know, I had to, The way I got connected with UB, they were actually at our practice looking at uh, the recruiting coordinator was looking at two of our linemen. And, um, you know, he saw me at, you know, a receiver um, and coach, you know, coach uh, Harris, you know, brought my name up and they were interested in me. So they gave me a preferred walk on um, at UB. And I I actually also had a academic scholarship to UB that took care of uh, my tuition. so. And it, and it, I had the engineering program at UB that actually it, it turned out to be the best deal for me to take that deal at UB over uh, Edinburgh University because they didn't have um, didn't have engineering, so that combination would kind of led me to go to UB. Uh, I got a chance to, um, so I ended up there. Um, first couple of years was you know people may talk about um, University of Buffalo like oh it's not Alabama it's not um it's not florida it's not this and that but you know division 1 football is, is definitely a level up from high school you know is it was just, it was tough for me uh getting adjusted as a 17 year old to you know playing with little high school kids today. you know you go to d1 everyone's bigger faster stronger you know and you still like in you know you're still like a kid like man you know it's it's not a, a, a you know walking in a park um but you know just luckily being at a Division one program, um, being connected with uh, great uh, strength and conditioning coaches, stuff that you never really did before, training that you never really did before, was able um, to really develop at that level. And after, you know, a year or two, you're, you're getting adjusted. You know, you have a year of, uh, you know, training with the Division one strength coach and, and things like that under that level. Um, you just have a, a another year to develop your mentality. You know, I would say one thing from being in high school to, to college, you got to love it. You know, um, my mentality definitely changed uh, as far as you you want to eat up work instead of high school. Sometimes you may take a few shortcuts. Um, you get a little older, you get m- more mature. You know what you want and you uh, you really put in the extra work for it. You know, whatever you want, you really uh you put that work in and. You know, what you see on the field is just a byproduct of everything that you did off the field. You know, the things that people didn't see, uh, you know, the, the you know, it's really blood, sweat and tears. Um, you know, the times where it's super cold out and all that, when it goes on the field, that's the easy part. You know, so um, just being around, you know, that environment, um, you know, other guys from, you know, other places around the nation, um, develop lifelong friends from college, you know, that was that was also a great experience, too. Um, and then I was, you know, blessed enough to, uh, you know, get a short stench with the the Bills. Um, that was a great experience, uh, you know, just being around, you know, being around a lot of uh, guys that you still see playing now, um, you know, defensive players of the years, you know, being in the same room with those guys, uh, actually, you know, picking the brains of um, NFL uh, DB coaches and uh, D- D- defensive coordinators, you know, you see every level you see like the difference between the level that you just was at and the difference between the level that you you are, you know, you currently are at. Um, So it was just great to be able to see, you know, what it takes at every different level. Um, That was definitely a blessing.
0: Uh, Unbelievable journey, you know, and especially for someone, like you said, who, you know, at first you weren't even allowed to play. And then, you know, that urge of, Hey, no, I actually do want to get this going. And, be able to follow that along and then, you know, to be able to turn it into, you know, I'm sure more than you ever could have imagined with it. So that's a beautiful thing, man. And one thing I wanted to, you know, one point that I wanted to get back to is, you know, you mentioned it, you know, coming in as a preferred walk-on, I was the same way, you know, at UB. So, you know, for those out there who may not understand what it is to be a preferred walk-on um, and just the grind that it is to be a walk-on, just explain, you know, what... A little bit about what that experience was like for you.
1: Um. So yeah. So being a preferred walk-on, um, it's similar to, you know, I had the undrafted, you know, free agent experience, and, mm-hmm. you know, to me, you know, some people may be like, oh man, it's the worst thing in the world being an undrafted, free agent, but to me, like being a preferred walk-on undrafted was similar things. Like, you got to prove yourself, man. Um. If you're, you know, you prefer walk on, um, you know, for people that may not know what it is, um, you know, that means, hey, you get recruited. You talk to the recruiting coordinator. Um, you got a spot on the team. So, you know, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going here next year. I got a spot on the team. You just don't have a athletic scholarship yet. You can earn it. Um, but you don't have that yet. But when you join that team, you really coming up from the bottom. Like, you're going to be, you know, you're not going to be the first guy in the rotation. You're going to be the, you know, you're going to be one of the last people they look at to put in. Um, so it, it's, a, it's really a grind. Um, you got to get in where you could fit in. You know, I came in at a receiver and ended up at safety. The position that I said, I, I, w- I wouldn't play anymore. Um, I even remember I got I asked those guys to move to defense. Um, and I saw an opportunity to play. Now, I first played corner for a year and because the corner coach came to me and I uh, played corner for a year. And, um, and the next year they said, we want to move you to safety. I'm like, no, I don't want to move to safety. I, I wanted to get away from playing safety. Right. And then it kind of I just grew into it. Uh, I just had to think, I uh, you know, you, like I said, you develop a, a different kind of mentality. You know, you go from, you know, like you, you can't really have a passive mentality, man. You gotta, you gotta really have a killer instinct. Um, you know, at, at, any position that you're at, um, especially when a position like a preferred walk on because, it, you know, the odds are against you. Um, so, um, uh, you know, anyone that's a preferred walk on, you know, my, my advice is once you get your chance, you know, c- compete with everybody, one, you know, you have to compete and, and, and be scrappy wherever you could get in. I don't care if it's, you know, don't think special teams, um, you know, if you on special teams, man, you gotta be you gotta be the best guy on special teams, you know. Like when you get your get your shot, every time you go down there, you gotta you gotta make something shake, you know. You like, man, that dude is blowing people up, or like, man, he you know he's the first down there every guy down there every time he's getting blocked, punts or he's getting tackles out there. You know, he's one of uh, a guy that's really contributing. Um, in practice, you can't you can't run from, and this is anything you can't run from competition. You know, you got to be willing to go against the top guy to get noticed. Um, you know, like they may even, you can remember being a freshman and, you know, they want to, you know, the coaches may want to see the top receiver go against the top corner. So you, you jump in one-on-ones, hey, yo, Brim, get out. You know, we put in so-and-so and so-and-so against each other. Yeah. You know, so you got to fight for your, your reps. You got to fight that you can prove yourself. And then if you jump out there, you can't jump out there and, and, you got to jump out there and be like, Oh man, he just, he just strapped him. Right. Or like, or like, you gotta, you gotta have that kind of confidence. You're like, nah, like, like I'm here, you know, like, right. nah, this is me. I'm here. I'm, I'm competing, you know? Um, so you gotta have that, that kind of confidence and, and scrappiness if you want to, um, if you want to be able to, you know, get noticed, you know, so it's a tough path. Um, you know, um, it, it's, it can be gritty. Um, But it's just, you know, anyone that's taking that path, I just uh, reckon, you know, you got to be, you know, hardest working guy in the room, one of the hardest working guys. And it's really mentality. And, um, you know, just stick it out, you know, stick it out um, and, you know, grind as hard as you can, man. Everyone's path is different. uh, So, you know, grind as hard as you can. um, And then when you get your opportunity, you know, just just take off from there, you know, so.
0: For sure. Yeah. I feel like there's such a misconception about walk ons and, you know, oh, you, you know, so did you have to try out for the team or like all these different things? And like you said, it really is just, it's not a matter of, oh, yeah, like, you know, they were an afterthought in terms of, you know, they came on during the season. Like, no, you're recruited just like the other guys. You come into camp just like when the other guys do. It's just like you said, the athletic scholarship part of it and, you know, not necessarily being prioritized on the depth chart. So, I think yep. it's something that, you know, cause a lot of guys I actually just saw a kid, you know, say they were committing to a school and, you know, we're going as a preferred walk on and like, Hey, you know, more power to them. Congrats. Wish them the best of luck. But, you know, you gotta know what you're signing up for too. Yeah,
1: definitely. Definitely.
0: For sure. So, you know, just talking a little bit about um your time at UB, um, you know, you were able to really emerge as a, as a junior and senior um, and, you know, you know, as I mentioned before, you know, Coach Mo Linguist, you know, was your one of your position coaches at the time. So for you, what was your experience playing under Coach Mo and, you know, for and how did he allow you to really grow as a player?
1: Um, you know, in my time at, at UB, um, you know, I I I was in three different position groups at one point. You know, I started off wide receiver, you know, I had a position coach there. Um you know, I had two different wide receiver position coaches, you know, went to corner, um, had another position coach. And then, um, eventually, uh, I actually moved to, to, we had two safety groups because we had uh, something called the drop safeties who were more like hybrid linebacker safety types. And then we had the, the, the free safeties who was in a position group with the corner. So one spring, you know, after playing a year corner, our, my position coach, um, uh, you know the coaches move around all the time in college. You, you, we you know that. And um, my position coach at corner, he left. You know, and that was a guy that you know he will really uh, vouch for me. You know, that was like my first year, kind of actually like seeing it fail anywhere. Um, this was coming off a uh, redshirt year, sophomore year. I'm talking about seeing it fail even on special teams. I, you know, before that and didn't really see the field too much. And uh, he was someone that was you know trying to vouch for me. Um, but I was I, I wasn't you know in a, consider a one or anything like that or you know high on the depth chart um but you know i was starting to get in the mix a little bit and once he left i'm like oh man that was you know a coach that was vouched for me um coach jones and i'm like man he would vouch for me and um then they wanted me to move to drop safety you say hey man we got a new d uh d corner coming in once you move to drop safety and i'm like oh man like i don't want to you know what I'm saying? I don't want to play safety. I I didn't want to play safety, man. I'm like, all right, man. they got me, you know, in a box banging and all right, you know, that's what they want me to do. You know, and I, to me, it's like I just want to see the field, you know. Um, so move to safety um, in the spring. I, I feel like I had a good spring, but I, I just feel like at, at that point, it was still like it was still different things. And. and so, you know, sometimes I say there's a little bit of politics and stuff. You you know, different things you battle. battling. Right. So it was like, man, I'm I'm dropping further down on on I'm playing better, but dropping further down the depth chart uh, in the spring at a different position. And you know what, you know what's going on. You know, yeah. all I can worry about is just keep playing, man. Like right. like a lot of stuff you can't you can't worry about the stuff you can't control, man. Just keep playing, like like keep playing and keep trying to get better. You know, and uh, then. Uh, they came in that that fall or going into fall camp. They said, "Hey, man, we want you to move to free safety." So it was kind of back, you know. We they said, "Hey, we we like the skills that you provide, um, you know, being being able to to run with guys, being able to cover, but also being able to come up and and hit people, um, you know, and and being physical. So we want we want to move to free safety. So you know, me, you know, just trying to be a team player. I'm like, hey, I just want to do." I just told the coaches, you know, I'm in a, I'm in literally in the meeting room with the D coordinator, you know, all the defensive coaches, they like, Hey, you know, you're a guy on the team, like literally all the defensive coaches, We're you're a guy on the team. We want you to, you know, still, still know this position, but play both. And I'm like, you know, maybe they see some value in me, but, um, you know, it didn't, it didn't sound like I was going to start, you know, I'm like, oh, I just want to, I just want to see the field. That's it. You know, I'll do the best with the team, but I want to see the field. And, um, So I moved to coach uh, Mo's room and that was my first time really getting to know coach Mo because he uh, moved in the spring. And I I really like, you know, one of the first, the first things he said to me is, Hey, you know, uh, when when we met, he said, I'm going to coach you from the beginning of the play to the end of the play, you know, uh, coach you from the beginning to the end of the play. And he really did coach in in that process. He had coached you from the snap, you know, the the pre-snap to the, the snap, to the, what did you do at the you know very end? And he still, um, and one thing is I think he really brought the best out of you because he told me, Hey, I'm not, you know, Brim, I'm not really looking for any starters. He said, I'm looking for playmakers. You know, he's like, anybody could be a starter, but I'm looking for playmakers. Um, so that, you know, that, those few things that, that stood out to me, um, he also, uh, one of the things that he made us do is, uh, he had a, a definition of mental toughness and he had us uh, recited um, at the time. And he pretty much, it was pretty much, I, I can't remember it by heart, but you know, at the time I could, and it was pretty much uh, anything, you know, mental toughness is being able to perform uh, regardless of any external factors um, and not, you know, not let it affect our performance, something along the lines of that. But, um, just him having us remember that just made it stick in our head, you know, um, that definition of mental toughness, because there's times where, you know, you really let have adversity hit and you got to be mentally tough in the game. Um, you know, things don't always go out as you plan, but you got to be mentally tough. Um, so that, that fall camp, I th- that was probably the best camp I, I, I really had, you know, up to that point, granted you, I'm a lot more mature and everything now, but I was just remembering me just, is making a lot of plays um and just, just playing, you know, not worrying about any other thing and making a lot of plays. Um also has some other uh, very good guys at my magician group like uh Whitney Sherry. Um he's a really good player. Um uh, and well and um later in the year um, some games in Whitney he got he got uh, injured. He got injured and uh going into my first game playing Was verse Pitt and um you know the the D coordinator you know I, I I'm not sure if they um they, they probably wasn't sure how I would perform my first game and going against a power five team um but D coordinator came to me and said hey man you got to start this game like like literally like. 15 minutes before the game is like, you got to start this game. And I'm, you know, it, it, to me, it seemed like, I don't know if the coaches were worried or, or anything. Like, I don't know how this guy's going to perform, but I was like, I'm ready to go, you know, I'm ready to go. And, and you know, Coach Mo came to me, you got to start, you know, you know, you know, just play out there and, you know, make your calls and, you know, start. And I think that game had like 15 tackles for his pit. Um, and, you know, now if I talk to, uh, if I talk to our our D corner and coach Tep and coach Tep, he'll still talk to me to this day. And, um, you know, he just actually texts me happy birthday and, you know, talk to him for a little bit, but, um, Tep, he'll always bring that up. He's like, man, you're, you're, you're a real special kid. And he'll always bring up that pit game. And he was like, because he said that pit coaches, um, was like, yeah, man. Um, coach, we, we knew you guys had, um, we knew you guys had Khalil Mack, you know, and, and Steve Means, and those are some great defensive players on your team. But he, they said who was number fifteen? It was like, man, that dude was all over the field. It was like he's you know, he wanted to. He, they said that. Uh, they said that me, Khalil, and and Steve would start for their team right away. Like we we will be you know impact players on their defense. And the, you know, Coach Teb always brings that up because he was telling the pit coaches that was my first game started and I was a former, I couldn't believe it. Um, so he always bring every time I talk to Coach Sepp, he brings that up. Um, but yeah, that was, you know, Pitt was, you know, first game playing. Uh, and just from there, just, just things kind of, you know, I had, I had a real good, good season going into that, uh, going to that season. Um, just, uh, you know, just trying to build. Uh, we had a great season the next year, hit a bowl game. I know I struggled with a lot of injuries, um, but I, you know, I didn't miss a game. I was, I was injured the whole year, you know, different, uh, dealing with an ankle injury than dealing with a foot injury. That was really, you know, that's where, you know, Coach Mo brings in a mental toughness aspect, you know, you gotta be mentally tough in the game. Um, that was really difficult for me at, at times frustrating dealing with those injuries. Um, uh, but you know, I just kept, you know, sticking it out. And, um, you know, didn't, didn't miss a game. So, uh, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't take anything back. Um, you know, I'm definitely blessed to be able to, to uh, play, play there and play for coach Mo. You know, he was a great mentor, uh, taught me a lot about the game um, and just was a, a great motivator. Um, so definitely appreciate that.
0: Sure. Yeah. No, it's, it's an amazing experience, you know, and just a you know, an experience where, you know, perseverance was key. You know, I think that's one of the things that, kids nowadays need to understand about being in college football because you know a lot of times you see with the transfer portal it's you know one and done for a season, transferring multiple times and things like that. So, you know, it's great to see that your all your hard work paid off um by sticking through, staying true to yourself for for it. So it's really important. Hey guys, sorry for the abruptness on the ending there, but uh this was a rather lengthy interview between myself and Derek. So what I decided to do was just break it up into two different parts. So, this was just part one of the Derek Brim Jr. interview. Part two will be ready to go for next week. So, just wanted to keep you guys in the loop with that. So, stay tuned for that. And I appreciate you tuning in as always. This is Kyrie Demos signing off for this week. Just wanted to let you know as well this episode was presented to you by Bet Online, your favorite online sports book. I'll be back in touch next week. Stay tuned and horns up.